This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Hello, Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now, how does a teacher from the New York Bronx become close friends with an Emirati chef? They might seem like an unlikely duo, but their passion for people and the planet has led them to forge a partnership that is inspiring and impacting the world. The Green Sheikh, His Highness, Dr. Sheikh Abdelaziz bin Ali and Naimi, and one of our favorite teachers, the Green Bronx Machine, Stephen Ritz, are joining me next to tell their story and the projects that they're working on together, including a book and a farm right here in the UAE. That's all coming up on Life Beats on Pulse 95. You're You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. A few months ago, if you were looking through the social media feed of the Green Share, you would have seen a video of a very tall guy from New York almost completely buried in the red UAE desert sand in absolute bliss. That man is America's favorite teacher and the founder of the Green Bronx Machine, Stephen Ritz. And the person who buried him there is none other than the Green Sheikh, His Highness Dr. Sheikh Abdelaziz bin Ali bin Rashid Al Naimi. Now, while it might come as a surprise to a lot of people, these two men from dramatically different backgrounds are actually close friends. His Highness, the Green Sheikh, is of course one of the Arab world's most inspiring leaders, a member of the Ajman royal family. He is a petrochemical engineer who became a tireless pioneer for environmental causes. He's traveled around the world, sparking conversations and collaborations on issues related to humanity, hope, understanding, and environmental impact. And as for Stephen Ritz, the big cheese, well, there are very few teachers who have created such disruptive change in education uh, that they have, in fact, gained the admiration of everyone from Michelle Obama to Oprah to the Pope. Stephen is the founder of The Green Bronx Machine and author of The Power of a Plant as well as the Make It Happen children's book series. Your Highness, Sheikh Abdelaziz and Stephen, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Yalla. It's just unmistakable. It's always great to have uh, both of you. You're both friends of the show and we have to mention that uh, your daughter, Your Highness, is in fact here with you, Mariam. Assalamu alaikum. Good morning, Mariam. Hi. Hi. <laughs> that beautiful little voice is Mariam's voice. We're going to be hearing a bit more from you a little bit later on in the show. But, um, you know, you're both friends of the show. We have you on. I feel like it's a tradition now. Sheikh Abdelaziz. It's uh, once a while. Huh? And it, one, uh, once a year. It's like the beginning of the year it has to be with you. Mashallah. Mashallah. You know why? Because the weather nice. People are smiling. We have nice rain. So, you know, it's, but a, it's, it's truly the best way to start the year. It's, it's like, you know, this is I met you a year ago in the desert. It's like it was a life changing experience, renewing intentions. It's like this moment where, you know, you brought people together from all over the world. It was unbelievable. Um, and I love that you're back here again with us. But talk to us, Stephen and uh, your highness. How did 
the two of you meet? Uh, it's a very strange story. I think <laughs> through the uh, it was Nada. Through you know Nada? Yes, it uh, was through Nada, but it was also through our dear friends at KHDA, um, Dr. Abdullah, and yes. then Nada connected you with That's my true. dear friend, Theda Slayman, who brought my daughter and I out to the desert. And, and the rest is YouTube history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and believe me, we met, you know, Stephen in the desert five years ago, right? Correct. And we met second time in the desert. And it's been... It has been one of the most transformational relationships in my life. Not only with the desert, but of course with His Highness. And it has been game-changing. What were your first impressions of each other? First of all. Uh, there's no, to be honest, any impression. Uh, just uh, a friend. You know, when we are at uh, you know, the Emirates, when we welcome a person, we don't have any putting any perception or any thought. We welcome him as a guest. Who, who is he, uh, uh, non-Arabic, non-Emirati, uh, non-Muslim, doesn't matter. We treat people as people, as a human being. That's what all Emirati do. And I'm, sh I'm sure all the other, other non-Emirati as well. But when we received Stephen, his character is amazing. You know, when he say now, good morning, how the sound, the tone, it's <laughs> that, that, that Stephen. He's a marvelous. Yeah. He's yeah. an amazing teacher and a human being. Stephen, um, you, you, well, thank of course, you. Thank you. I'm <laughs> humbled. I'm, I'm almost speechless. I'm <laughs> as close to speechless as I'm going to be. Stephen, you know, you are somebody, of course, who comes from the U.S. And um, it's kind of safe to say, I've heard this from a lot of people, that the view of Muslims and the Arab world in the, in the U.S. is not a favorable one. Um, so for you, coming out here, meeting the Green Sheikh, did you kind of have reservations? Did you, were you unsure about your first visit here to the UAE? So I've never been um, insecure about meeting people. And while there is a negative perception, you know, I try and change those perceptions. And I believe the way you do that is living, as His Highness would say, an impossible-less life. You know, my story is from impossible to I'm possible, but he really embodies impossible lists. So to be invited to the desert, and it's rather ironic because I come from a community that is known as a food desert, a term that I absolutely loathe. So the hook to get me to meet him in the desert was from a food desert to the real desert. And I'm trying to dispel the whole notion of what a food desert is in the first place. Mm. But to be invited to an environment that is so robust, because my point about that, that causes me distress around a food desert is a desert is a wonderful environment. You know, it's a living ecosystem. A desert is a thriving environment. The organisms that live there, they're interrelated, they're connected. And to call, to kind of slander the term desert is part and parcel of how people don't see each other the way they need to. And part of the biggest work that His Highness does is put the human back into being. So for me, when I was invited, it was with open arms, I went running. Then I went falling. But that's another <laughs> story. <laughs> but what struck me, you know, uh, we conduct prayers, Maghrib prayers, Asha prayers in the desert. The sounds of the prayer calls so beautiful, the prayers on the sand. And we pray, performing the prayer and suddenly we just, we, I, I finish or we all the, in the lining up and I finishing the prayer and I've seen somebody close to me, it's Stephen praying with us. 
without telling him, come without inviting him, naturally he came and stood up and joined the prayers. Is that amazing? Well, I've always been struck by call to prayer. I'm a very spiritual person. And the notion that you take five times a day to stop and acknowledge whoever it is, whatever it is that you believe in. And I feel that we're sitting around a table here and we are all people of the book, as I like to say. And we share this reverence for what this planet is and for our Heavenly Father that who has brought us here and sustains us here. And if we continue to work and follow His Word together, anything is possible. And that's what this is all about for me. And, you know, to be exposed to Islam in a way that I never knew was just game-changing. I mean, to understand the five principles, the five pillars, to understand that so much of Islamic design and principle is rooted in respect and care for the environment and really respect and care for each other is an opportunity to plant seeds of epic proportions right in the middle of a desert. It is really extraordinary, um, you know, hearing you speak about it in that way. We're going to come back in just a moment. I'm going to talk about, um, I want you to tell the story behind you being buried in the desert, okay? A lot of this story does revolve around the desert, and I want you to come back as well, uh, Your Highness, and talk about, um, you know, the, the how much we underestimate the desert and its secrets and the beauty of it and what it has over thousands of years given how us. restorative and regenerative right? it is. And how Forget much about sustainability. Right. It is restorative. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that and so much more. Stephen and His Highness the Green Sheikh are here on Life Beats. Pulse 95. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Yes, we are back with His Highness uh, the Green Sheikh and Stephen Ritz. They are with us in the studio um, talking about what is quite an extraordinary friendship. Um, but, you know, the two of you are very much inspired by the desert. Um, Stephen, you need to tell the story of when you, you were actually here. You came, you were uh, on Pulse 95 uh, as part of the Sharjah International Book Fair, which was great. We had you on then. And then... I'm going through the Green Chef's timeline on his Instagram, and there you pop up. <laughs> There's a video of you completely submerged in the sand, the red, beautiful red UAE desert sand. Gorgeous. And you're just like buried there, but in just complete and utter bliss. First of all, what was going on? Sheikh, let, let's start with you. You explain what happened. Uh, you know, uh, sand bathing is very powerful. Uh, we have a lot of stress of daily life, the routine, things. When we come to the desert, it's stillness. It's quiet. It's peaceful. It's bliss. Those values, it's not about just a name or we just we know about them. No, we need to practice them on site. So uh, the sand itself, it's healing. I think the desert is a healer. As we, we go there, we get fresh air, uh, fresh vision, back to basics. We don't need too much luxury life. So we you know, leave everything behind, the homes and cities, and back here, natural. Nothing with us except the sands, us, our souls. And these things, when you put people on that platform, it's really transformed. Very transformational uh, phenomena for people who... I think we will hear now what Stephen have experienced. 
Sandbathing, I do it for myself, for my children, for my family, my friend. It's about 10 to 15 minutes, sometimes half an hour. It's really, it's absorb all the negative energy. It will heal your back, heal your knees. It's give you a lot of thinking, what the purpose of life, why, why you are here in this earth, what you want to leave when you go back to the earth, what things you want to create a legacy. It's, and it's not about the sand, it's beyond. So let's hear what wow. Stephen, you know, experienced that. And uh, I've seen people crying, laughing, exciting. So every person have a different experiential really experience you look like you never wanted to come out of there Stephen. precisely <laughs> so as you know i operate at two speeds fast and faster but the speed that i really operate for efficacy is at the speed of trust so while i'm very determined to get a lot done in the world the fastest that i can operate is really at the speed of trust so when we showed up at the desert my friend says i have a surprise for you and I'm always open to a surprise. I but love surprises. Do you remember it, <laughs> Stephen? I told them, do you trust me? He and said, that was yes. that's where I'm going. Before I conduct that, uh, you know, process, I asked him our permission. Uh, Stephen, do you trust me? He said, yes, 100%. And that's the speed that I really operate. Because without trust, you have nothing. So I said, of course I trust you. Do you trust me? Of course I trust you. So I see he starts digging and he has people <laughs> digging. And I'm like wow where are we going <laughs> what are we looking for and he said we're going to give you a sand bath and i was like okay <laughs> um sounds interesting and again do you trust me absolutely and i got in there and i never ever ever wanted to come out and as you aptly notice you have never seen a more peaceful more contemplative photo of Stephen Ritz Never. in his life than when I was in that beautiful red sand Tell above the yeah. ears, I might add. This is the thing. I saw you covered, buried. like, completely buried. Up like to your my ears eyes. Were in there. I'm like, is there sand going in his ears right now? Uh, the, you know, I was kind of freaking out for you. Uh, but, like, describe to us, what does that do to your body? Like, do you feel the weight of the sand coming onto you? Is it hard to breathe? What does that feel like? So there's a certain element of trust that you have to have. There's a trust in the process. And if you're willing to let go, you are willing to let God. And that's literally what happened. You feel the power of the heavens and the earth literally converge on your body. And as I was sharing with you before the show, my head was actually lower than my feet. So I was at a slant. And with each, with each breath that you take as you get covered, you feel the warmth of the sand of the earth coming in and you feel your stress going away, but you get a little nervous because you're getting covered. And then you breathe out, and then the sand starts collapsing on you because as you exhale, your skin goes in. Right. And you feel more weight. But if you allow your body to feel that weight and take it in, all the weight of your mind and of your life and of all the angst and baggage that you bring with you to the desert, starts leaving your body it starts going up that angle and literally by the end i felt the tension the stress the disease and disease that i felt in my life literally leaving through the tips of my toes yeah. which was the highest point in the sand and i never wanted to move i mm -hmm. could have stayed there 
forever. And yes, the sound was in my ears. And at first, I thought I was going to freak out. But again, <laughs> do you trust me? Of course I do. And the sand literally fell out. So when I got up and I turned my head, the sand fell out of my... This was like an exfoliant of epic proportions. I mean, my skin never felt better. I never felt better. My muscles felt firm. And mind you, I had been through a lot of physical distress the few months prior. I had been ill. I had been hospitalized. I had several surgeries. And this was perhaps the most therapeutic thing physically right. that how, I had experienced. Stephen, how much you paid for this? Process? Nothing. Nothing. Just a handshake and trust. It was priceless. This is a extra. I mean, it really, really kind of goes to show the secrets of this sacred earth. That's nature. Yeah. Also about nature. Yeah. How we treat nature, how we respect, how we put trust on that. And we are guardians Trusting of nature. nature. It's very important. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, incredible. I want you to speak a bit more, um, Your Highness, about the desert. And, you know, what it, you, you talked a little bit about what it can do for us in terms of bringing us back to what's important in our lives. But, you know, for you, what are the secrets of the desert that people don't realize and need to experience like Stephen? Stillness. You know, every year from uh, middle of October till middle of March, I uh, prepare a camp between Ajman and Ras al-Khaimah close to Malkawain. Uh, this camp, it's uh, beautifully uh, been chosen through Maryam and Sultan, mm. not through me, because when I, b- before I choose that land or that uh, plot, I put Maryam and Sultan to play in the dunes. And they said that this is the best place we feel joy and we feel so comfortable. This is that the best camp ever could be. And we select that camp. We ask the government of uh, municipality of uh, Mulkawain. That's the place where we went. Yes. So you chose that. Yes. You chose well. Maryam and Sultan. Because <laughs> the, the, you know, our children are, in, are not just intelligent, they are genius. They know how they can sense the nature and animals as well. Subhanallah. To see his children get out of the vehicle and just go running. It's like they are home. It's kind of like when I get home, honey, I'm home. These children got out of the vehicle and they ran. And they ran to a place and they frolicked. It was like, you know, you picture dolphins and seals frolicking in the ocean. Here were children frolicking on sand and running and flipping and tossing. To see it, it's just so inspiring. I couldn't wait. And then also to walk barefoot. Because, you know, here in Dubai, across the Emirates, where everyone is obsessed with footwear and shoes and our precious sneakers, the first thing His Highness says, take off your shoes, take off your socks. And realize I had four surgeries across across the core of my abdomen. So walking was difficult for me at best. But to feel the sand and how it pulls on every single muscle from your calf to your thigh to your, you know, to your core was game changing. And it really connected me in a way with my recovery and what had happened to me that I wasn't even aware of. This is incredible. We have a lot to talk about. Um and, and we have to come to Mariam as well, uh, who is here. And uh, she's got a, a very special poem as well that she'll be reciting. But we're going to be talking about uh, the farm that you guys are planning. There's a book in the works. There is a lot to talk about here. More to come on Life Beats on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Today's show is all about uh, how friendships can uh, transform us and really can transform the world. 
Uh, I have the incredible uh, His Highness uh, Sheikh Abdul Aziz and Naimi, the Green Sheikh, and Stephen Ritz here, uh, as well as Maryam. Maryam is playing uh, no small part today. She has a very big part to play. I, I just want to come back to the point that you made before uh, we went to break, uh, Your Highness, about children and their intuition and their ability to see and feel things. It's, it's funny because this is all the stuff that we lose as we become adults. You know, Sally, uh, the, the kids, they have sensors. Those sensors have no filters. We do have sensors, but it's rusty. Right. It's really rusty because right. it has a lot of cumulative of dust, of filters, of perceptions, of belief, of uh, knowledge, things. But they don't have that. Their sensors are so clean, powerful, and active. SubhanAllah. <laughs> you must see the same thing, teaching well, kids day in and day out. I say I'm the oldest child you'll ever meet, <laughs> and I'm determined to stay young. But, you know, as I say in my book, the children give me more energy than I can ever give them. This is incredible. Uh, absolutely. Um, you talked about being buried in the desert, Stephen, but you also, on, mm. on a, a, another occasion, you actually went camel riding. So and our first experience that, was camel riding, and he trusted me with his children to teach me how to ride on a camel. And this was no tourist camel, I might add. And literally, you what's know, the, I got What's the difference between tourist camel and <laughs> our camels? Okay, the to- so your ca- well, the difference between a tourist camel and your camel is your camels go fast. Oh, fast uh, the tourist camels are kind of slow, and they just, you know, they're trained. Here, there is a certain intuitive relationship between the rider and the animal that I was not aware of. And, you know, I got on. I'm an urban cowboy. Of course, of course I'm going to get on. And he's like, my children will teach you. And I'm like, great. I love children. Let's do this, guys. And 30 seconds in, the children are on. The next thing I know, the children are standing on the camel. I wasn't going there. And they make a noise. And the camel takes off. And I'm like, I didn't know camels could run this oh fast. Hellas! You know, I'm thinking to myself, Hellas, Hellas! And then 30 seconds later, as the camels are going faster, I am falling off the back. And literally, at one point, I'm squeezing. And the harder you squeeze, you know, because that's your instinct, the more you're pushing yourself off rather than relaxing and going with the flow. So the moment I doubted my trust, I went flying across the desert literally off the back of the camel in front of my daughter who came running across the desert thinking oh my god and i landed head first into the sand and uh i was so worried about her perception and so kind of embarrassed and so kind of humiliated by my own ability to do this in front of children that i didn't even realize i was injured it turns out i broke four ribs and had a punctured lung which oh i found gosh. out about on the emirates ek204 flight home. <laughs> you remember <laughs> that you. flight number. i remember that flight really well and the amazing hospitality of everybody there but um you know thank god i didn't really get hurt or hit my head on an object but i like to say i hit my head in a way that reoriented myself and you know part of being a success is learning from failure and being willing to get back up on the horse, or in this case, the proverbial camel, and ride it again. Yeah, and, and, and you did that. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, th- you've had several trips now to the UAE, uh, several meetings with uh, His Highness and Green Sheikh as well. Um, and it's interesting because you talk about Lizette. We love Lizette. Big shout out to Lizette, who's not here today, your wife. Um, but, you know, you've been before you have actually been to the Grand Mosque in uh, Abu Dhabi in the capital. 
Uh, but with the Green Sheikh, you actually got to, to visit a masjid as well uh, where you took part. In, well, it's in one prayers. thing to walk past and see th- something through the tinted or filtered windows of a tour bus. It's another thing to be accompanied and welcomed um, by a genuine force of nature and to experience that which it is. But even, you know, one of the things that has fascinated me always is Islamic design. Um, because the designs and the patterns are so relaxing, they're so therapeutic. Um, you know, it's calling to me in a very interesting way. So I feel that I'm on a voyage, if you will, one of tolerance, one of understanding, one of knowledge. And you're one learning of Arabic. You're learning Arabic as well. I'm trying. I need a crash course. I, <laughs> I have a couple of questions which we could ask off air um, to get some better advice. But I am determined to speak Arabic. We're going to do it. So We're going to we do it. We have to name you. Inshallah, we yes. We have to give you a name. You know what's the best name? Safe. Safe? Steven, Saif. Wow. Okay. Saif. What do you think? Your your Arabic name is Saif. Wonderful. Okay. Do you I'm know in. what that means? No, I don't, but... It means sword. Wow. Saif. It's a very, very powerful and very old Bedouin name. It is one of the most special names. He's, he picked a beautiful name for well, you. Thank you. S-A-I-F. I, that I Four do. letters. Okay, that's easy. It's funny that you bring up Bedouin. Because in a lot of ways, I've kind of been an environmental Bedouin doing the work that I do back home. You know, I was kind of a little before my time. People thought I was a rebel. (laughs) They thought I was an insurgent, if you will. (laughs) But now all these things that I've been talking about for years are really rooted in Bedouin tradition of traveling, bringing understanding, creating culture and really mitigating some of the most seemingly difficult circumstances through the use of the stars, the heaven, and faith, and trust. Incredible. I I appreciate that. And it's something that you, Johannes, have been doing for so long now, for so many years as well. It is funny that only in the last couple of years we've been talking about climate, climate change, climate emergency, uh, but you, you both have been talking about this for so long. We have a lot of common ground similarities of vision similarity of practices and a different perspective uh, his perspe- perspe- perspective of humorous a big kid natural self-expression walk the talk uh, i do the similar in a different way and we can i think combined together we can lighten the world especially with the generations the new generations you know they need people who are unreasonable crazy unconventional extraordinary that's definitely that the the two of you you are extraordinary um but it's talk to us about some of the things that you've learned with him from him from steven he's a big kid <laughs> being a big kid itself it's an access yeah. to the world of children and to the world of amazing Im- inspiration that's what he do being a you know big kid <clears throat> it's not about there's just a protocol no it's but how the language you use. He used beautiful language, mm. very simple language, natural self-expression. He walked the talk, um, <coughs> the humor he used. It's an amazing within. People love that. It's the teachers, parents, people. Humor is the, the I, call, I call it the glue of the society. But it's that, that's the human sense as well. I mean, you have this as well. You are so lighthearted and, and it's beautiful when to, to get to talk to you as well. Right, that's he brings the human, the human part of it. Back into being. Now, you know, I'm 
I come, I'm not a person of wealth or privilege. You know, I come from a very humble background, but I really believe that I am on this earth in service of others. And then to get to meet His Highness and find out some of the work that he's doing that people aren't aware of. So there's the very forward-facing Green Key from, you know, polluter to protector. And wow, you see these amazing initiatives that he's involved in for a big thinker like me. That's inspiring. But to get to know him as a human being and understand the work that he's doing that many people don't know mm. on a day-to-day basis, the lives that he's impacting. I'm looking him in the eyes and saying, thank you for all you do for so many who don't even have the ability to thank you. And to understand the philanthropic endeavors that he's devoted his life to that are really under the radar is really what service and humility and faith is all about. I've interviewed thousands of people across the years, and the two of you are two people that I would say everybody has to meet, and that's why we've brought the two of you together, because this is one of those um, friendships that really, you know, if everybody can experience what you two have, it would change the world. So we're going to come back and talk about that. Because that's what we want to do. Because that's (laughs) what you both want to do. We're going to talk about uh, what you're working on next. Lots more to come. Pulse 95. Live Beats with Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Yes, uh, two extraordinary people here in the studio. So much uh, that we can learn from them. And uh, I think we need to talk about what you're working on next because there's uh, a lot that is uh, in the works for the two of you, I believe there's a farm that is going to be happening here in the UAE. Uh, Your Highness, would you like to um, tell us a little bit more about that? Well, we're developing sort of uh, something different green than we thought about. Okay. And uh, I think we were not telling or saying about it till we achieve. Okay. So first we want to achieve, then we will talk about it. Okay. So I think this is the best way, I rather than uh, just to to highlight on it, to talk about it. Let's do it first, then we're going to talk about it. What are you hoping to kind of get out of it? What would be different about this particular project? I won't say, I will leave, uh, Stephen might be, he have some tips, just uh, little tips. Don't tell them too much. We won't tell anyone. Too much. Number one, we want people to think about their footprint on the planet. So it's very much teaching. It's a very much teaching Mm -hmm. farm to teach people about how we can be more respectful of our bodies, of our planet, of ourselves, and use a lot less resources. And we want it to be very educational. We want it to be children-driven. So I think it's going to redefine the way children connect with themselves, the planet, the way we eat, and the way we live. And that's at the heart of who we are as individuals. Um, So that's the critical piece. Mm. I I can't wait for this. Is this going to be in Ajman? Is it going to be somewhere else in the UAE? We will see. We will see. (laughs) To be revealed, we're working on some (laughs) top secrets, and we're very blessed to have some support of some local schools. Um, As you know, I work with ESOL Education and and as well as at the Sustainable City, which is also going to have a new one here in Uh, Sharjah. You know, Stephen, last uh, last week, on Thursday actually, we went there. I had a beautiful visit to schools at the Sustainable City in Dubai. It's an... Really, it's a benchmark of sustainability to see how children passionate of, about improving their health, mm. improving their wellness, improving of their uh, uh, the habits, making a good living. And they influencing their parents. 
the parents influencing their society and neighbors. And this is really it's a, a big change. It's a ripple effect yes. that has huge consequences in the right direction. Uh, what about the book that you two are working on? What's happening there? So, <laughs> I am super excited about writing a book that features our friendship. And I actually envision a series of action books that teach passion, purpose, and hope, health, wellness, and sustainability, and tolerance. Because now more than ever, tolerance and understanding, and again, putting the human back into being is critical. So I'm envisioning one where we're talking about the farm comes to a desert, and it will feature our friendship and how I fell off the camel but got back up and stayed in touch and together it's a story telling it's a story right. telling about natural what's happening uh, both of us you know one from New York one from the Emirat uh, coming together having one planet uh, one vision uh, different playground different uh, uh, you know techniques he have another techniques I have and other techniques combining together. I think this itself, the, the friendship of understanding is the key. Mm. The friendship of understanding is the key and the trust. That's we build in trust. The best give, the best gift you want to give to someone who you love is trust. 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 You're wearing a very special flower, Stephen. Can you explain to us a little bit more about this white flower that's on your t-shirt today? So I have this amazing flower of tolerance that was gifted to me by His Highness in a private ceremony, nothing public facing. He just wanted me to have it. And this flower symbolizes tolerance. It symbolizes understanding. It symbolizes that together we are growing something greater and pollinating minds around the world towards passion, purpose, and hope. Passion, and purpose, and hope. That's and what you it can is. see in the flower two colors, the yeah. green in the, in the core, in the middle, and the white in the surrounding. The green is the growth, and the surrounding white is the vision. That's incredibly beautiful and very powerful. It's just, it was really subtle. I didn't, you know, I noticed it, but I didn't realize it had all that meaning in it as well. I take it everywhere. And to your point, it's subtle, but so powerful because, you know, we're not here to beat people over the head. It is the power of attraction. It's the power of curiosity. It's the power of engagement. Mm -hmm. It's the power of young minds. And with that, I certainly want to acknowledge a wonderful young mind in the room. Yes. So Miriam. Yes, Miriam, we're going to bring you in because uh, you have a, a very special poem. This was, in fact, uh, for uh, your dad, the Green Sheikh, for his birthday. Can you please uh, share with us the poem? Yes. Um, the world is not the same without people like the Green Sheikh. October is like a clover. It is not over. Green Sheikh makes it start all over. The fun is not yet done. It just began with everyone. Keep the world clean so it becomes green. Recycle paper, save the oceans to begin the motions. Nature is an adventure and a mixture of our pictures. Every day we find pollution. We need to fix that and feed the hunger. One person changes, the whole world changes. We want to be strong and bold. Oh, wow. Wow, Mariam. That is so beautiful. Mashallah. Amazing. I love that poem so much. You wrote that for your dad. Yes, I wrote it on his birthday while he was in Canada. Because you missed him. Yes. Tell us about, you know, the kind of things that you've learned from your dad over the years and even from Stephen, because you know Stephen. Steve, <laughs> she made me a beautiful piece of artwork. Let me wow. tell you. Wow. You remember 
you told her, you told Maryam, write about the earth. What you have done, Maryam, about the earth? He said, if you see the world, the word earth, take out the first letter and the last letter, and in the middle of earth is art. So without art, earth is eh. So the world cannot be earth without art. So true, so true. And that's what you love the most, isn't it? You love art. You're an artist. She just got an award. Did you? <laughs> Mabruk, congratulations. That's amazing. What do you want to see in the world, Mariam? You are, uh, how old are you? But Twelve. You, Sally, you have asked her before. Yes. What you have learned from your dad. Yes. Yes, go on. Tell us what you've learned from, from Baba. Um. <laughs> He's not going to let you go without saying it. Yeah, go on. One thing. Just one thing is enough. I know there's a lot of pressure. We have very short time, but you can think about it. You already have it, but because of the pressure, it's okay. Sally here, That's all right. Stephen here, myself is here. Do you have that one word? Can change the world? Well, one thing that you want to see in the world, how you want to see the world change for the better? Um, no pollution. And for people to stop uh, like um, fighting, and yeah. doing bad stuff. 100%. I'm with you on that. 100%. People need to... 100%. Need to stop fighting and they need to make great friendships like your dad and Stephen, right? Yes. We I have agree. a lot of good examples. Yes. We are one of them. Yes. Oh, 100%. What do you think... Um, because we're starting a whole new year and a new decade right now. So I want as the final word from the two of you... What do you think people need to do right now as we look forward in 2020 and this decade as well? What can we do right now? One thing that people can do that will really change their lives. If I start with H, this H letter is for me is very powerful. It has a lot of meaning. Human, humor, happiness, hope, everything. But one thing I would love to put 2020 for myself and the people where I go and meet and inspire them about heal, how you heal yourself with the word you're saying, with the water you drink, with the people you see, with the children you live, with every aspect of your life, how you can heal yourself and heal others. Stephen. I'll just add one more H, handshake. Um, it's time we start embracing people as brothers and sisters and treating our fellow man and fellow children the way we want to treat our own family members. Um, the world is getting smaller, it's getting hotter, it's getting more crowded, resources are becoming more challenged. So if we treat each other with a handshake and an open heart and a lot of trust, I think that is the prescription that will ensure the success of humanity. Yet another H. I think uh, you two have hit the nail on the head. There's a lot for us that uh, we can do. I want to thank you so much for today and for sharing your very special story. And thank you, Mariam, as well for joining us on the show. Back to school for you tomorrow, right? <laughs> but we loved having you. Thank you both so much, Your Highness and uh, Stephen. Thank you, so oh, Thank you. So much more to come here on Life awesome Beats job. in the second hour. Keep it on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.